welcome back everyone to Whose Health Is It Anyway? with me, Elizabeth Mills. On the third episode, I spoke with Candace Jesus. She's a local mother, wife, nurse, and also a beach body coach. Candace has two young daughters and they are both living with asthma and food allergies. Her youngest daughter also has something called F-Pies, which we discussed in this episode. We had a beautiful conversation and I got a bit of a glimpse into the life of a food allergy slash asthma family. I'm so proud of Candace for putting herself out there. I know she was a little nervous at first, but uh, I think it was a really great platform for her to express uh, some of her feelings towards it. And I think it's a really great lesson for people who maybe don't have um, the allergy asthma experience in their life, um, just to open your eyes a little bit to what it's like. Um, it's not easy being a parent, period. <laughs> Adding in um, extras like illness, um, especially with, with children, can be very, very hard, very draining mentally and physically. Um, so I just am so proud of Candace because not only is she a wife, a mother, a nurse, she also found a way to take time for herself and take care of herself. And it's so so inspiring. Um, and I actually would recommend everybody go give her a follow um, on Instagram at candice.j.12. As always, thank you so much for all your love and your support. Till we meet again. I'm here today with Candace Jesus, and she is a nurse, um, a mother, a wife, and somehow you still find time to <laughs> be active and live a healthy lifestyle. So we're going to talk about all that, but I've, I'm going to kind of just let you introduce yourself. So you are a nurse. Correct? I am, yeah. Okay. Um, I work at the hospital. Um, I also have two girls, six and three. I'm a wife. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we were just chatting a little bit about how your your oldest daughter, your, both your daughters, they both have asthma. They both have asthma. And do they both have food allergies or just your youngest? They both have food allergies. My oldest was... Um, had pineapples and bananas and she's passed pineapples just this year so that one is off the list and she passed the bake test for bananas but she won't try them raw okay. so right we'll just leave it at that for now yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and then the youngest she has something called f pies so it's food protein enterocolitis syndrome and then so with that she can't have any milk protein or gelatin and then she is also anaphylactic to seafood, fish, freshwater fish, anchovies, that wow. kind of stuff. Wow. Yeah. As if the asthma wasn't enough. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. So with your first child, when you had her, when did you notice the, um, the symptoms for the asthma? I guess for both. But when did those start kind of popping up? Um. Well, looking back, I probably should have brought her in a few, like earlier, like right. when she would get a cold, she would, she wouldn't get wheezy that I could hear, but she was definitely coughing more than she should have. Mm -hmm. um, so I probably should have had her seen a little bit sooner, but I really mm -hmm. didn't have her seen until there was like something big happened. Right. right. Which I think is typical because you probably would go a few times and they'd probably say, oh, it's a cold, so like go home and 
right. you know, she'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. So I could see how that could happen. Yeah. And then there's like the nurse in me who was like, oh, you're fine. Yeah. Like, right. You're yeah. A you don't want to overreact to things. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you took her in and then they around. Do you, do you remember? So when she was two, she actually had a cold and she had already had it for a couple of days. Um, and then I went to work um, that day. I worked a 12 hour day at the hospital and around four o'clock. It was on the weekend. Um, my husband had the girls. He was visiting his parents. Around four o'clock, I was having an awful day. It was super busy. Mm-hmm. And I got this gut feeling. I said, I got to call home right now. Like, really? And, I, and they're like... Mother's intuition. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I still remember this feeling. It was an awful feeling. I was like, I got to call home. Mm-hmm. I need to... Somebody's got to watch my patients for a minute. I have right. to call home. So I called home and she was just losing it. Like, and my husband's like, she's been screaming for an hour. Like, I can't get her to calm down, which isn't like her. She doesn't do that. Um, So I left right away. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I had to get somebody to cover all my patients. Mm -hmm. And I just had to leave. Um, And I met my husband when her lips were blue. Her fingers were blue. She had been coughing and crying and carrying on. Couldn't catch her breath. Um, so we rushed her right to the hospital. Wow. Yeah. So that was kind of like the first big thing that was like, mm-hmm. yeah. The big scary yeah. moment. Yeah. And then they were like, does she have asthma? And we were like, no. And then right. they were like, hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because they treated her the way you would treat a kid with asthma. Right. And she responded. Right. So they gave her the steroids and the Ventolin treatments and the, all the breathing treatments. and. Wow. Yeah. And now she's, or they, they are more susceptible to catching like, or getting pneumonia or, or things like that, right? Yeah, it, it they just, are. It's, it, I guess it, it travels to their lungs faster or something like that. It just, it, yeah, all that yeah. stuff. Well, that comes with it. little people have little airways, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So. Oh my gosh, I can I can only imagine. So I'm guessing by the time your second came around, you kind of were more alert to those absolutely symptoms or like you know yeah. you kind of the light would go off when you would yeah. notice a pattern kind of happening now does anybody in your family have asthma just me you have asthma i have asthma. Oh, okay gotcha yeah it's yeah. been like very well controlled though when i was a kid it was not it was right. kind of the same idea a lot of scary things happened right um it wasn't very common back then mm-hmm. um and i only know this because my mom and i have talked about it like extensively right. since both of my kids have it now mm-hmm. um but she would I guess bring me in and they would be like oh she just has a cold like right right like the typical stuff yeah, yeah. I, when I was a kid too it was always she's lactose intolerant she's you know like yeah. try this and my mom was like okay you know yeah. she didn't really know there's not as many resources you know then as there is now to yeah. figuring this all out yeah. so then the food allergies I'm assuming it was kind of similar they ate something you noticed kind of strange yeah. symptoms yeah. kind of popping up so would it be like a rash yeah so with um, Aaliyah's which is my oldest both of her stuff she ended up having rashes. rashes so we did I I was a pretty diligent mother with my first um and introduced like one thing at a time right, right? so right. when she was I don't know six months old we tried the bananas and she got a rash mm-hmm. so then that one was pretty obvious right yeah so your your oldest daughter is not anaphylactic to anything, but no. your youngest daughter is. Correct. So did you just get an allergy test done and found that out? Or did you unfortunately have to experience a bad situation to figure um, that out? A lo- yeah, it, it wasn't pleasant. Um, so with her 
F pies, um, I wasn't able to breastfeed. So she was formula fed baby. So, so F pies. So how did they know? Like, how did you discover that's what it was? Um, so actually, uh, she, because she was formula fed, they think it reacted sooner. So like when she was a newborn, she already, like, I would give her her first couple bottles and she was already reacting. So right. she was having, like, projectile vomits and diarrhea. Right. Um, so, and then she'd be fine for a couple hours after that and then she'd start again. Mm-hmm. So I, I already, I kept saying something wasn't right. I right. brought her that first week um, four times to Children's Emerge. Wow. Um, cause I was like, something's not right. She right. should, she's not keeping anything down. Mm-hmm. Like she should not be projectile vomiting no. like nine times. Mm-hmm. And they kept telling me it was like gastric reflux. Oh, she's got the flu. Does anybody else in the health house have the flu? Right. Um, and I kept bringing her back like every other day. I was like, something is still not right. Mm-hmm. She, and now she's like so sleepy cause she was getting so dehydrated. Right. Yeah. She was just so exhausted. Right. Yeah. And I was like, something's not right. Like, I don't know what this is, yeah, but she, there's something she's off. not right. Yeah. And then finally, like the fifth time, um, the doctor in Emerge was amazing and he happened to have, um, a lot of experience with F pies, and he's wow. like, she has F pies. Oh my goodness! And I was like, I don't know what that. Yeah, that yeah, is. What is that? Yeah, <laughs> but you know, right? You believe me. Yeah, you believe me that there is something wrong with this now, baby. Now, what is F pies? Like, what is that? Um, so it's um, it's an allergic reaction, but it's basically every like anaphylaxis is a your body rejecting right um and f pies is basically your stomach rejecting oh gotcha. so it can be like vomiting diarrhea stomach pain everything that would happen from the stomach oh okay yeah right okay see i, I yeah it's good you learn well, something new every very, day very rare. and i'm sure people wouldn't think that no you know so so that's more stomach than okay okay so then she he knew and you said you were like finally you know, right. this is an answer. Yeah. And then and he could actually help us, right? Mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. right away had an IV. She was getting rehydrated, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then he actually had like a dietician come down because we couldn't do any milk-based formula, right? Right. So oh, right yeah. away they had to get us a formula that didn't have any milk in milk it. Milk in it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he, so F, F pies, is, is it just anything that affects the stomach? So it can be any allergen or is it specifically yeah. like milk? No, like dairy? it can be anything. It can be anything. Okay. Anything. It just, it just kind of stands for the fact that it's stomach related instead yeah. of, okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, it can be any food. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah. And then, so she needs an EpiPen for... Her seafood allergies. For her seafood allergies. Okay. And now did you... F- how did you discover the seafood allergy? Was it she ate seafood? Um, <laughs> like I yes. know your husband's Portuguese, so seafood is a yeah. staple in our... Yeah, our um, community so so because of the f pies we ended up seeing like specialists for that mm-hmm. um and because she already had a reaction to the <laughs> the milk yeah um they instructed us to like be very cautious with other food groups oh right so gotcha. until she was a year like known allergens like yeah be careful, so before she was a like she didn't have anything of the known, aller- like the top allergen groups mm-hmm. until she was one. So okay. like she was nut free, soy free, dairy free, <clears throat> wow. fish free. Like she basically just had fruits and vegetables right, and yeah. her formula. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, 
And then we started introducing stuff mm-hmm. um, very cautiously because mm-hmm. with her F pie, she can get dehydrated real quick. Right. So that's when it becomes dangerous is like in the in a matter of two hours after she starts reacting, mm-hmm. she can be so dehydrated that she needs an IV. Wow. So and then go into shock and right, right. be that's a whole. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so very cautiously, we started adding things in um, and then not really till like I was very strict on not adding anything unless I was intending to add it right um but I had made a party mix where you mix butter and Worcestershire sauce at home because mm-hmm. I was trying to make a party mix that didn't have cheese right because right? right. they all have cheese right yeah and, right um and I mixed that up at home and she was probably already two um and I guess Worcestershire sauce has anchovies in it. Oh. So she, I, I don't I know, didn't know had, that. Had 10 pieces of this party mix yeah. and her lips started blowing up. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, so, wow. Did you connect it right away or were you kind of like, what? No, happening? at first, like the bottom started and then I was like, oh, did she fall? Yeah. And then it just kept getting bigger and I was like, oh, shit. Something's nope, happening. Yeah. It's reaction. not a fall. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And then w- you took her to yeah we did benadryl and took her in yeah and then and then kind of the pieces started coming together and you realized oh no it's so then from there did they realize that she was like like how do do you just have an epi pen because it's a severe allergy or like they were able to say like this is like anaphylactic she needs yeah so it took us a year to get into the allergist to get her tested um because f pies you you can't skin test Oh, okay. So, gotcha. right. but her anaphylactic allergies, you can. Right. So we needed a different doctor right. to do the skin prick test for all of the seafood okay, and gotcha. everything. Yeah. Yeah. So then have you ever had to use the EpiPen? No. No, thankfully. Yes. Okay. Not yet. Yeah. See my, I do have siblings with allergies and my sister has, um, she's technically supposed to have two. Yes. <laughs> I think she does. Yeah. Um, and she is fish as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my brother, she's fish and nuts, actually. And then my brother has a weird, strange allergy to green peas, mm-hmm. which is so strange. We yep. don't know where that came from. But um, so his is green peas and he needs uh, an EpiPen. We had, a, we had a scary situation in Cuba, actually, at a cousin's wedding. And he ate a soup and they had said there was no peas in it. But he's the type that he... You can't trust anybody. Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> I'm fine, I'm fine. You know, and we're all like, you're not fine. Like, thankfully, we had meds and stuff. But yep. he's not as diligent about carrying his EpiPen. And yeah. that makes us scared, you know. And I'm sure as a parent with a child with an allergy, like, you're now, you can be in control and have that control of that. Yeah. But as they get older, you know, you have to really yeah teach them this is yep. important you gotta you gotta keep you know have this handy and just for people to know like let's say you encounter somebody with an allergy and they have an EpiPen um can you just explain like how you would use an EpiPen like if you had someone who had a yeah so allergic um, reaction actually most EpiPens now have little instructions right on the side of Perfect. them um which is pretty handy because even right. like if you don't use yours in a while you can forget you can forget right use exactly it, and you're like oh shit yeah yeah exactly um so like th- even like I know the blue to this something to the thighs this guy yeah. I now I get the colors confused yeah right? so blue yeah. to the sky because the sky is, is blue, blue. okay that makes sense thigh. that makes sense okay, yeah gotcha yeah so there's actually a little cap that you pull off mm-hmm. the blue cap 
flap at the top. Right. Um, you pull that off and then you really just have to punch the pen into your thigh. Right. As I'm doing it. Yeah, and if you're like, like <laughs> can this, you see me? just in case. Um, you don't and know. it actually needs quite a bit of force. <laughs> right. And then you want to hold it there for about 10 seconds. Okay. Um, and then definitely get to emerge because right. it's like a short term Fix. exactly and that's why they suggest some people have two right yeah. so that they can immediately yeah, do a second like one some like anaphylactic like, to the nuts and stuff mm-hmm. that's one of the big ones that some people need two doses before right. they can even get to emerge right exactly yeah. okay good to know good to yeah. know um and like i said if you're out somewhere and somebody has a reaction just even knowing just to yeah if they're in a state that they can't do it themselves might as well brush up it's 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 a really easy thing to know or yes. you know what i mean to do yeah so it's uh it could help save someone's life in the end now i was going to ask you about because i know unless it like directly affects you people don't take it seriously enough and i know mm-hmm. for myself like i don't have any anaphylactic anaphylactic reactions like i have siblings that do but even like um yeah, and like I said, mine aren't as serious that I would need an EpiPen. It's just my stomach kind of hurts or, or whatever. But yeah. I've noticed how, but having other, I guess, illness issues, I've noticed how people really just, not that it, they don't care, but because it's not a part of their life, they just really don't get it. They you don't. know, and like I know people that still send peanut butter sandwiches to schools and, yeah. you know, snacks. And, and I'm just like, how how does this make sense? Because all it takes is that child, like in some cases, just like opening the bag or, you know, going to the water fountain and they had a sandwich, you know, and I've heard right. people's excuses of like, well, no one in the actual class has the allergy. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not just because they're in the school, you know, and I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know why people just don't take it more seriously. And I'm sure if it's frustrating for me, I can only imagine how frustrating it is for you. And with things like fish, like it's, it's, you would think it wouldn't be in a school lunch, but it's just, you never know. Well, right? it's, it's in so many things that you don't mm-hmm. think of, like even like Caesar's dressings right, and exactly. every barbecue sauce. If you read barbecue sauces, there is oh, see, anchovies I didn't know that. I didn't know in that. every barbecue sauce. Wow. See, I yeah. didn't know that either. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, you wouldn't think, you know, you have a kid over, you serve them nuggets with like barbecue sauce yeah. and you're thinking, eh, it's all right. And and I'm sure it can be very frustrating or sorry, not frustrating, but maybe extra scary to send your child to like a party or, you know, yeah. something because people, I find that even with like me, when I had celiac or they said I had celiac, it was like, people would be like, oh, don't worry. Like I took all the precautions. I know what I'm doing. And meanwhile, I know that they don't have any clue <laughs> what, what goes into like making sure something's gluten-free. So then I'm thinking, oh God, like, how do I not eat this person's food without offending them? And I'm sure it can be like that. Like people tell you like, oh, don't worry. Like I know my house is not free. And you're like, uh, I can't really trust that, you know? Yeah. And you have to say that without, like people get really offended. So I'm sure that's kind of a struggle in your life. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, um, yeah especially because like my husband's Portuguese. Like I know, their yeah, thing Portuguese is seafood, seafood, so we get it. Yeah, right? exactly. We're, we're seafood lovers. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and that is like a hard no for me. Like yeah. you can't serve it no. when we're eating. I'm yeah. just, like, I'm you sorry. Can't, yeah. You can't. No. Like you can't eat it and then kiss my kid or yeah. touch her plate. Yeah, or, yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. And yeah. that's hard because yeah. you have to be diligent and you have to say like no and 
I think people don't have enough understanding around that, especially I can understand coming from a big Portuguese family where, mm -hmm. you know, there's just not enough understanding about it. And I, I find in the Portuguese, not maybe not so much anymore, but back in the day, people just really didn't go to the doctor. No, and that's you with know? everybody. Yeah, right? and it is with a lot of different cultures yeah. and people. Um, but yeah, this the severity of it just isn't taken as seriously, not just necessarily in that culture, but just in general. And I know that that can be I'm sh uh, extremely frustrating. And like I said, it's it's bad for me. Um, so so you had those situations. Was there was there any other scary situations where she or one of them ate something that or have you been able to kind of keep a pretty good um i'm pretty diligent like probably over diligent like i've slapped food out of people's hands as they're trying to right. shove it in my child's mouth yeah like yeah i am very on at all mm -hmm. parties mm -hmm. um I mean, I'm sure you have to be, right? Yeah. Like, I yeah. would rather be following them around at a party that has food than having to leave the party and be calling EMS. Right, exactly. Right? Like right, some, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes everybody is like drink, like drinking their faces off and all the kids are playing yeah. and there's food out at tables yeah. and I'll maybe have a drink because I also need to make sure my kid is not touching right. anything else. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I can, oh, I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. And then you you have people telling you they understand, but I'm sure it's like, you know, unless you've lived somebody else's life, you don't really fully grasp the mm -hmm. anxiety, I'm sure, like that's associated with that, like the constant anxiety that you're here, you're trying to enjoy yourself, but really you're always on, right? Yeah. You're always like watching them and everything. So what what kind of is like a a day in your life like when you're having to prepare them for their day you know with like allergen free like for school like snacks or if they are going to a party or you know because I'm assuming your everyday there's an added kind of process to it it's not just going to be the get up and well um so our home is pretty well safe mm. um of all the allergens right. we have a little bit of milk in the house but um I'm working on teaching Amelia that she can have her almond milk but she can't have the other milk. right yeah um but we other than that we have no seafood in our house like mm -hmm. we have um nothing um but they both need puffers when they get up for their asthma so we right. have to make sure we do those morning and night they're on like a routine puffer right um and there are some products that are a little bit more allergy friendly which are nice when mm -hmm. I first started with Aaliyah which is my oldest, there weren't very many products, right, but right. it is becoming a little bit more common. Right. So there are products that will actually list like seafood free, milk free. Right, exactly. Right? Yeah. Like the um, Enjoy Life is a, it's a brand that's free of like so many allergies. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm like, hi. Yeah. yeah. So I really like those products. I probably mm -hmm. lean on them a little bit more than I should because mm -hmm. I like that it specifically says, Right. Like seafood free. Yes. Dairy peace free. Of mind. Yeah. Right. Right. So I probably could be making a few more things at home, but I like knowing that it says that on exactly. there. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. So most of our stuff at home is safe. Um, so like if you're, if it, like when your daughter is going to school, like yeah. what kinds of things would you, I guess you already have, like you said, they'll say they'll save snacks that like yeah. from certain companies that label, um, and then, so as far as her going to school, is there anything that 
like I think did they change how they share snacks at school or yeah they're not supposed to be sharing snacks so my youngest isn't in school she'll start in September mm-hmm. um, I'm a little nervous about that right but, <laughs> right um, we'll have to come up with a plan and stuff to right. work on keeping her safe at snack time because I notice people are still doing the cupcakes for birthdays and yeah. things like that and uh, I know that I don't think that's supposed to be happening. No, but it still is. It still is. Yeah. And I can understand the desire to want to bake the cupcakes or the cake for your child's class. But I also think that there are other options to, if you want to bring like a something to, to share with the class, not necessarily food. You could, yeah. There's like a, a lot of other things you could do. A lot of that. other things. Yeah. And I mean, I've, I've, ha- I've heard and seen some pretty mean comments that people have made on either Facebook or you know other things like jokes about like oh you know now my kid can't bring like you know this to school and now my kid can't I know and they're frustrated and angry and it's kind of like if you're frustrated and angry how do you think that one child is is feeling you know that they can't like partake or that they feel like they're not included and or the parent that now has to not only stress about their child possibly dying because your kid could bring a nut to school, but also now they got to stress that all the other parents are angry because of this right? life-changing thing that they can't control. Par- yeah. yeah. Parents so, will, like, I I know that parents will always probably be a little bit angry about right. it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I would... Yeah. I'm cool with that. Uh, yeah. Is that, <laughs> if that is your biggest worry that right. you're angry that your kid can't bring a peanut butter sandwich to school, but right. they can eat everything. At, exactly. At, anything I know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> then because I've then heard the good. old like, oh, my kid won't eat anything but a peanut butter sandwich. I'm like, well, <laughs> somebody's kid could die. So right? maybe your kid could eat, you know, a bagel. Maybe just <laughs> like, eat bread with cream cheese. There's like so many other options or whatever. I don't even know. Like, how will your youngest, is she, can she be around it? Is she, she just can be can't, around it. She, she just can't consume it. Yeah. But then that's scary too, because kindergarten, you know, like the kids beside her, like, here, take a bite of this. You just right? don't know, right? Yeah. I don't trust her. Yeah. She- <laughs> that's the thing. When they're young like that, yeah. they don't know. Right. You could tell them a million times. They're, they're just going to be like, oh, whatever, you know, or the kid could say, this doesn't, this is fine. You can eat this. And they're gonna be like, okay, like you can't. Yeah. Well, I'm, she's, she's a smart three and a half year old. So mm-hmm. like even at home, I make her ask me if her snack has dairy or fish oh, in it. Oh, that's a good little trick. You so start. I know that it doesn't, but yeah. I want her to ask. Yeah. That's so, a good little trick. And we just yeah. started this a couple months ago cause she is three and a half now. Mm-hmm. So she has to ask me if her snack is dairy free and fish free. Right. And I was like, well, how do you know? And she's like, well, you have to read it. Yeah. Oh, so I good. make, we go through that every right. time we have so a So that snack. she's learning early. I, I need her to ask yeah. at least. That's, that's right? actually a really good tip. <laughs> actually, I'm sure a lot of people, <laughs> I would never think to do that. Well, I want her to ask because if, if it's not talked about ever, even if the kid never brings it up, how we won't know until there's mm-hmm. a reaction mm-hmm. and that's, it's too late in my books. Right. I, that's I, crazy. I want the least amount of reactions as possible right that's crazy (laughs) now when they go to school like having the asthma is there activities that they like can they do sports and can they do gym and all that or do they need to have their like puffers at school with them they do have like puffers at school um if they need them sometimes my daughter does need hers but if like she has 
more like a harder time with her asthma when she has like some cold viruses and right, stuff. Right. So I don't even send her on those days to be right, honest. Right. You just keep her home. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, yeah. I think that's a smart, yeah. smart decision. Because but they have them, but you send them just as like a just in case yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like maybe they did do a whole bunch of running outside for an hour mm-hmm. and she is wheezy they, and coughing. They can give it to her. Mm-hmm. They but, can administer, they yep. can give, okay. Yep. And, sure she, and my oldest can do her own puffers herself now too. Oh, that's so, good. Yeah. Do they have like the big barrel kind of thing that goes yeah. on? Yeah. I, I remember that my <laughs> one cousin had asthma pretty badly and she had the big barrel chamber type yeah. thing. It's just, yep. that the just kind of helps chamber. make sure they're breathing it in, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it actually will hold the medicine in there so mm-hmm. that like the correct way to do a puffer is to do one puff into that arrow chamber with it on their face with a seal right and then breathe in and out four times Mm -hmm. so that they can get all the medicine from the arrow chamber into their lungs right gotcha so and it kind of helps because when they just are doing it the other way they can you lose a lot they don't take a lot of the medicine even adults right aren't doing puffers properly. yeah no now i had (laughs) my dad had a pretty bad asthma my sister um I always suspected I had like a little bit of it going on because I would have issues sometimes, but <laughs> there's, there's so many issues going on here. Who knows? <laughs> and then I had a cousin who was really bad, but I think, I think for the most part, they all seem to have kind of, I don't know if it's like grown out of it, but they, they don't need it as much. Maybe as we aged, we just got less active and we didn't need it as much. I don't know, but is it possible to like age out of symptoms uh, yeah, of asthma? It is. Yeah. It is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's possible. It is possible. That they could, um, now can it, can it worsen? It, pro- it can, can probably get worse, right? It Over could. time too. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those things that you don't know until it's until, Yeah. Right. right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that's... Like my oldest is definitely better with her asthma than she was. Like when she was mm-hmm. two and three and four, it was pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Um, she, but that can also happen. Like she had her tonsils and adenoids taken out also. Right. Um, so they say that sometimes when those come out, she can respond a little better to all the other medicine. Right. Um, and that can make a difference oh, also. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So I she's also had too. like two sets of tubes and her adenoids and tonsils all taken out. Wow. So. And because of the asthma or, no. or just because she's getting. <laughs> when she <laughs> was two and three, she actually had double ear infections and tonsillitis. Wow. Um, probably every month. Wow. Yeah. And then they couldn't take them out until she weighed 40 pounds because of the asthma. So oh, they wouldn't gotcha. put her under because she, because of her asthma. It right. wasn't controlled enough. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Have you kind of feel, have you kind of felt like you've been kind of like running on a hamster wheel for a little while? Because <laughs> that sounds so intense. Like I know for me, I have, I'm the one with all the issues, right? Yeah. So and to me, it's it's a lot easier to process and deal with that. I feel like when it's a child or when it's your child, I think it's so much heavier because obviously as a parent, you would take that on in a heartbeat to just have them right. not have to deal with it. Yeah. So I'm always thankful that I'm the one and I'm, you know, I'm like, it's okay, pile it on me. Like I'll deal mm-hmm. with it. So I can only imagine like working, you know, having kids having a husband who sometimes is a, is a kid <laughs> sometimes like having a kid. Um, but, and then dealing with, I'm just kidding. I, I love the hubbies out there. They're great. I love them all. Yeah. Um, and then on top adding allergies and adding the asthma and, mm-hmm. and all that. And I know that like I've been following you on Instagram and you've kind of been having this journey, I guess you've been taking of getting healthy and staying fit and all that. And, I can only imagine how you find 
the or where you get that um, drive from. So I guess like with all this going on, like how have you been able to able to keep this up? Because it's been consistent for over a year. How how long have you been pretty dedicated to? Um, probably about three years. Three, yeah, yeah. right, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So yeah. three years of dedicated workouts, eating well, yeah, plus monitoring and taking care of the asthmas, the allergies, the, yeah. everything you have going on. Yeah. Seems like for an outside person, pretty over, like that's a lot of overwhelming things. It, so I could it only is a imagine. lot of overwhelming things. Yeah. 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 Um, I crashed first. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, after my first daughter, I, I didn't take care of myself at all. Mm-hmm. Like it was strictly just monitoring her. Right, exactly. Every every second, right? right? If I tried to do anything, I really just felt so guilty and didn't do anything right, because exactly. I had to give 100% of my attention to her. Right. Right? Totally. So I was chronically overwhelmed and anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took until my do- second daughter was born and with all this, like bringing her to the hospital when she was two, one week old, two weeks old, mm-hmm. like all the time, mm-hmm. I... I crashed. Right. Right. I was a mess. Yeah. To the point where I was like crying every second of the day. Right. Like I was so overwhelmed. I can only imagine. I I remember what I was like when my daughter was around that age and she didn't have any issues. Yeah. I was a I was a mess. (laughs) So I can only imagine not postpartum depression, but it was like some type of like postpartum anxiety or something. Like yeah. I was on edge. Like, Which I don't think so I slept common. for like two months, right? Like I yeah. was just so nervous. So I can only imagine like adding all this onto it, like how that would just be. So when you finally, like what made you finally decide that this wasn't working for you, you had to change it? Um. Well, I seen actually like other moms on Instagram taking care of themselves mm-hmm. and like, they didn't feel guilty about it. And right. they, some, one of the other moms was a nurse too and yeah. f- had four kids. And I'm wow. thinking if she has four kids yeah. and can move her body and drink some damn water, I know. Yeah. then why why can't I? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I only have two kids yeah. that are a little bit complicated, but mm-hmm. that's half the kids. And, right, right. And, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah she helped me actually get started because i was like i don't even know where to start right and it was like yeah move your body drink some water eat some food that has some nutrients in it Mm -hmm. because how are you going to fuel your body if you haven't eaten any food with any nutrients um yeah so uh, things that will actually help you take care of yourself Mm -hmm. right like Mm -hmm. instead of just like i would get my hair done but i don't think that really counts right i know you're like i took care of myself today (laughs) i sat in a chair and somebody did my hair yeah yeah um but yeah look looking back i don't think that really counts right right? i know what you mean i mean it's like a luxury yeah it feels good but that lasts like two seconds right really yeah exactly and the next day it's frizzy again and (laughs) they're not there to straighten or curl it for you so you're like damn it (laughs) yeah yeah i had to do some actual things to take care of myself Mm -hmm. right Um, and that's hard yeah as a a parent and as a mom especially for some reason that seems to be the hardest like leap to take is just admitting to yourself that 
you know things need to change and like the number one thing is like to just focus on yourself for a little while but that like you said that feels so selfish it does to be yeah. like you know what no like i'm not gonna get you a snack right now i'm gonna go work out or something you know yeah. it's like oh my god i'm so mean but it's not it's no it's actually teaching your children like look mommy needs time to herself too yeah and 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 like i've seen some of your videos it's not even like you're ignoring them because in some of your little instagram videos your daughter's right in there with you like crawling around you know like crawling on your back (laughs) so it's they're they're, and and she survived right exactly right yeah i didn't give her like one-on-one attention for 30 minutes yeah every day for the last three years and she survived yeah exactly she she's perfectly fine and if anything she's seeing you take care of yourself which is only strengthening like her um you know, what, what she thinks about what taking care of herself now is going to be, right? right? She's going to grow up and be like, oh, this is how a woman takes care of themselves. Right? I want them to see that. Yeah, I don't want them to see me anxious on the couch drinking Mm -hmm. a whole bottle of wine every day. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Mommy, why do you always drink that juice? Right? And I know that's like the... (laughs) The, the big thing right mm-hmm. here's some mommy juice we had a yeah, rough yeah. day yeah exactly drink a whole bottle of wine life is good Up your feet yeah but that, that makes totally. it worse really yeah, i exactly. tried that too yeah exactly right? we try everything we try everything to survive <laughs> so i know because i know for me like getting up in the mornings and stuff like just what do you tell yourself that helps push you to get up first of all and to just get it done because it seems simple it seems like you don't want to eat the fries because you know they'll make you gain weight, but then you eat the fries. But really, it's just like, don't move your hand to pick up the fry. Don't put it in your mouth. It's really actually pretty easy. You just don't do it. But we just can't. Like, I don't know what it is. And I'm just as guilty. You just can't stop. But then how do you, what do you tell yourself or what do you do? Like any tips or steps that you've taken that help you kind of get past those things? Like I, I did see you posted something about how you put your alarm away from you yeah I have to physically like get out of bed to turn off my alarm yeah (laughs) get out and walk and then turn it off but like I like in my head I tell myself to do the thing that gets me the closest to how I want to feel or Mm -hmm. how I want to live so maybe it is sometimes I eat the fries right right? exactly yeah Uh, like I don't not eat food that I like I keep all the food I like I eat tacos right Right, exactly but I don't eat it every second of the day right exactly um if I want energy, like I got to use some energy, like I use energy to make energy. So I move my body, I get up, right? And mm-hmm. I make some energy for the day. The food I eat gives me a lot of energy, like mm-hmm. just food with nutrients, right, right? Right. Yeah. And I'm sure like once you start feeling, it's like getting over that hump. And then once you start feeling the benefits, then you start realizing, oh, like, I yeah. do feel good doing this. This yeah. is good. Like, I should And it is, it's up. hard to start. Like, mm-hmm. It's hard to start anything new, right? Right. Right. I know I've been getting up, trying to get up at 6.30, 6 or 6.30, which has been difficult some days. So seven is typically the time, which I'm still, I'm trying. Some days it's six, some 6.30, but seven. But I've been, I'd say for the last like two months, I've been pretty consistently, actually I have consistently been getting up between those times. I've been doing like at least 30 minutes of some kind of like movement or exercise or something which has been great diet hasn't always been on point like you were saying sometimes you just have to eat the fries and don't live with the guilt Mm -hmm. um but i think it's just that constant or just having that mentality of taking care of yourself you know putting yourself first sometimes yeah before your kids are up yeah oh my god that's that's the thing yeah because they get up and they're full of demands mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. it's just they didn't a little bit 
into us before they're up, it mm-hmm. makes a huge difference. Oh, yeah. Right? You're so much calmer. Right? You're yeah. so calm, cool, and collected so that you can get... Because yeah. they want seven things at once when they wake up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And yeah, it's, I guess it's like setting your mind, setting you up for the day. And I find I'm just, yeah, like I'm calmer, you know, like yeah. by the time she's up. 100%. It's, you're just kind of like, you've cooled down. You've actually had time to drink like a tea or a coffee or whatever you drink in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> you've actually had time to enjoy it and like reflect. And like I do like a journal or a planner, like a, my husband got me this cool planner for the day and it yeah. asks you some questions. It just kind of sets my mind in like a really good place. Yeah. And even if she wakes up grumpy, I feel like I'm really able to, you know, it's just not a mad rush. Right. It just is such a benefit. I, I definitely see like I'm definitely experiencing the benefit of that like 100%. And I mean I only have one kid and she's pretty good, yeah. you know, majority of the time, but I can only imagine when you have more and then they're all getting up and they're all like their demands like they do, you know, yeah. their kids. And so, yeah, I think it's really important that people um take that time for themselves, anybody if when you have kids, just yeah. like take that time to enjoy yourself. And and it does become enjoyable, you know. It At does. first it seems like I can't do this, but once you get into a habit of it, I like the quiet mornings now. Yeah. If I can beat my kids to be up before them, mm-hmm. I like that it's quiet, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, we deserve the best hours of the day for us. Right, right? exactly. Like, instead of staying up till, like, 11.30 at night and trying to sit and watch a couple hours of TV and call it self-care, right? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. we're drained then. Right, exactly. <laughs> we're not, we're just kind of vegging out and numbing out with the TV. Yeah, and that's true. And I think too, like remembering that, because what I've really learned too with like my illness and everything is that when I would, when I would have like a really good month where I felt like really great and then all of a sudden I'd have this like really bad day where like I didn't do anything and I laid on the couch and I would like beat myself up so bad for that and just be like, (laughs) oh, how could you like, how could you like just ruin all the progress you made? And then I eventually had to start realizing like, you know what? this is life and there's always going to be bad days Absolutely, and you can't beat yourself up for the bad days. You just have to recognize that, okay, this is a bad day. Do what you can or what you feel like you can do. And for some people who are in a really bad place, sometimes even just like getting a shower that day. Yep. That's their big thing. You know what I mean? And, and I then move on. Yeah, exactly. Start over and then the you next move day. on and the next day is a fresh new day. And yep. the majority of the time you're going to have one really super bad day. And then you're going to have like a week in a row. That's like, amazing you know and yeah. I think just focusing on the, the good days and not so much the bad days um but I guess too when you're like a parent living with children who have allergies or other things that can also be hard because that's going to probably always be in the back of your mind you know that oh yeah like did I did I do this right and I've, I've noticed too that you will go out when you go out places you take you tend to take snacks with you like healthy Absolutely. snacks cut up like, and everything well, so Amelia prepared. actually has like always food packed for her because Mm -hmm. it's really hard to find things when you're out and about that has none of her allergens in them right so we usually have like full meals and snacks and everything packed for her Mm -hmm. so then now i just make sure i have my own healthy snacks also right because nobody likes a hangry person no i know and then you stop and grab something and then yeah yeah the drive-thrus are they're way too convenient yeah yeah so if you have something already in the car yeah i'm good yeah i'm packed absolutely and i can only imagine too because our go-to like for my husband and stuff too like he's doing keto and all that he's trying to eat health like he's really into being healthy and um he his go-to is like nuts and stuff like you know those are easy things to grab so i can only imagine not having the nut options and the things that you don't have to like cut up and you know like the things that are like a little less work yeah you know but I guess the enjoy life products too kind of come in handy with yeah. the with the 
they have some do they have packaged like snacky like i guess lunchbox type no items not, not really, really right but it's more like pancake mixes and yeah and granola they have granola bars and little other little like bite-sized granola bites and, mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then we usually bring some kind of fruit and veggies mm-hmm. and <clears throat> well i'm i think it's great that you not only work and like have this life and then have all these things going on, but you still manage to like take care of yourself and, and make that a priority. And it's been like, so how, if you don't mind sharing, like how, where, where, where when you started, like, where were you at? And now like, has it been like a, a drastic, I haven't seen too many before and after I've seen a few, <laughs> but not too many, but you, I know you've mentioned a few times, like how you started noticing a difference. Yeah. Well, like I was like a chronic ball of, overwhelm and anxiety and I don't I don't even know how I was like a functioning mother Mm -hmm, or like mm -hmm. I probably would I know I was not very nice to my husband or like some other people obviously Mm -hmm. because I would like snap all the time and you're even gossip like Mm -hmm. gossip that didn't need to happen right I know what you mean yeah right because I don't I heard this quote like hurt people hurt people hurt other people and it's not like I was hurt that something drastic happened to me or anything it's Mm -hmm. just that I was so resentful Mm -hmm. and anxious Mm -hmm. and all that would boil me down right right right. yeah um so that's kind of where I started um I really didn't talk about their asthma or allergies or any of it Mm -hmm. at all Mm -hmm. um which probably made it worse right right you were kind of just holding it all in (laughs) well I guess you kind of go like I kind of just recently figured this out that I went through like all the stages of grief probably with each kid with each allergy with each asthma right right right. where at first you were like oh no this isn't happening Mm -hmm. this is not us Mm -hmm. this isn't true right right and then you kind of go through all the stages yeah so yeah so now denial and then right (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, so it's a big thing so Mm you go through all the stages of grief, right? Right. I was so resentful for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, But now I've accepted it. Right. Right. This is just how it's going to be. Right. They might grow out of things. They might not. Right. But either way, we have to move on. I have to try and give them kid experiences mm-hmm. like I can't hold them in the house forever on lockdown right, yeah. right? the bubble right <laughs> they can live in a bubble yeah. oh god I'd love a bubble yeah I know right <laughs> some days I'm sure uh, but I can't do that they need mm-hmm. to get out and do real kid things which means I need to work on me I need to not be an anxious mess mm-hmm. I can be educated and know how to handle things right that's my biggest thing I needed to educate myself right, right. I didn't really know allergies no right yeah um so I had like you know what the doctors are telling you and yeah stuff. and, and I, that's another thing yeah like even with me they would say what's oh, this and do uh, that and I'd yeah. be like okay you know like and then you realize like oh god I gotta start researching this stuff do your own research yeah, you yeah. gotta do your own research and every kid's different and you just you gotta do your own research mm-hmm. and not necessarily google it but pick up real books right real research books mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah and then, so just while we're on that topic, did you ever feel like, because I know for me sometimes, and again, I have nothing against the medical profession. I've had wonderful nurses, wonderful doctors, hospitals, amazing. But some of us have had like bad experiences. And Absolutely. I know for me, I I did have many experiences where, you know, either I just didn't feel listened to or, you know, and or just kind of let down by by them in general. And like, I'm sure, have you ever felt that way? And I know being a nurse, that must be 
hard. Yeah. You know? and, and it's so hard. And and sometimes, I don't know, things happen that don't really make sense. Mm-hmm. So medically, they'd be like, no, this isn't happening. Right. But then like your mom got is like, but it but it actually is. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so you just you have to be persistent. Mm-hmm. You got to follow your mom gut because your mom gut knows, which means you can't be you got to take care of yourself because you need that intuition. Right, right. Right. And if you're run down and you're stressed out, the and intuition you're not on isn't point, there. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's and just, you start you start not really trusting your, yourself and your instincts, right? Right. Because especially when you have a doctor who's a professional who's telling you, "No, no, it's fine," and you're in a bad mental state, you're you're just going to be like so depleted and yeah. and at the end of your rope that you're just going to be like okay yeah like you know i just i can't, I can't right? deal with it yeah so yeah you're right you really have to be like on point like you know and taking care of yourself and to be honest i think everybody should do therapy i think that that's even if you're like pretty fine i just yeah. think that having a third party person kind of discuss the issues with you and um and talk it out i think is is great and probably more definitely more people should be doing it because like you said, if you're tapped out, how are you going to be able to put your, your, you know, yourself into yeah. finding resources and, and things like that? Yeah. Do you have many, do you know many other parents um, that have kids with allergies or? Asthma, there's a few. Mm-hmm. Um, FPIs is pretty rare. So yeah. honestly, the only people I know that have FPIs are the people that I've actually met on Instagram. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which social media has been like a lifesaver right for me totally because yeah it gets a bad rap it really it does. does i know um it's i find instagram so different than facebook though mm-hmm. um and it's honestly changed a lot for me because you're right nobody in my circle has fpies right 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 um and there's such strange there's so many different allergies out there mm-hmm. to a million different allergens mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um you got to find somebody in your circle, really. Right. Right? Yeah. They're the only people that get it. Right. Like, even talking about, uh, like, all the asthma and allergy stuff with my husband, mm-hmm. as a nurse, I I know what, when when they have symptoms, I know what's next. Right. Or what should be happening next. Right. Like, the next scary thing. Yeah, exactly. I you know. know. Yeah. So he doesn't know why I'm already freaking out because they look fine. Yeah, exactly. But I know the next step. Right. And it's yeah. not good. No, exactly. Right? So it's hard to talk to him about some things because he, he's not where I am. Yes. You know all the worst things or you know the patterns. So yeah. you already know what to expect yeah. next. So sometimes right? it's been like the, the, like the girls I work with at work, like, they understand it because they know the next step, right? Mm-hmm. So when I talk, when I'm talking to other nurses, they're they, I feel that they get what I'm saying, right? Exactly. Without having to describe every single right. word and worst thing, yeah, exactly. They also already know the next worst thing, right? They're on the same level, like they right? get it, yeah, yeah. Totally. So yeah, you got to find somebody that gets it, mm-hmm. that is in it, yeah, right. Find a find a group of people that you can talk to about it yeah for sure and yeah. and just kind of swap information I know that's been key to me too like I'm on a few groups for the things that I have and there's people on there helping diagnose other people I mean it's not like you shouldn't take medical advice from non-professionals but Correct. I just mean like they'll say like oh I had that symptom too and you know I persisted and found out that like I, it was related to this you know and it's it's just like I find that like talking to the to people who are actually living it sometimes is the best 
way mm-hmm. to get answers or or diagnosis or just uh, or know relief. you're not alone yeah or get or some exactly. hope mm-hmm. or like yeah like see that other people have grown out of allergies and mm-hmm. asthma mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah 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 hope is always good to have for sure yeah yeah and yeah i can't i like I said, I, I'm fine being the one that's sick and dealing with all the stuff. So I can only imagine what it's like to to have the like my so my parents were the parents of a sick child because I was always like having mm-hmm. issues, right? And yeah. I know it was really hard for them, and even now it's still hard for them. But they were persistent, and I kind of picked up on that. But you can only do so much when you have people telling you Correct. you're fine, you're fine. There's nothing wrong with you. You're fine. You know, <clears throat> there's only so far you can go unless you actually become a doctor yourself and just give yourself your own yeah. your own medications and everything. But yeah, uh, I can only um I can only imagine. So, you've been doing, do you do a program on Instagram? Like do you follow a specific program or do you just kind of like, like the like when you like for like the health for like the exercise yeah so I, it's actually part of like a job I do I work for Team Beachbody okay so I actually help other women get started also mm-hmm. so that's part of what I've been doing lately okay so if people wanted to follow you because you're doing um uh, so are you a Beachbody coach yeah so but, essentially yep. that's what it is so yep. and then you're uh, it's at Candice. C-A-N-D-I-C-E dot J dot 12. Yes. That's your Instagram. So yep. if anybody wanted to pop on there and and um, give you a follow and, and watch your progress at. and yep. you kicking butt at uh, your workouts. I'm just scrolling through it right now. It's so cute because there's all the photos with your daughter like crawling around you and stuff during doing your exercise and everything. That's awesome. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, like you just go, I'm assuming you just go on the internet for all your FPIs, like when you're searching. Is there any groups for FPIs that you know of? I follow a lot of people on Instagram, actually. Okay, yeah. so yeah. a lot of resources on Instagram then for yeah. anybody who's interested or might think yeah. that they have a family member with this. Yeah. Because I can I can imagine that there's probably people out there living with this and they're, they're like, I, something's wrong, nobody, but because right. they're not reacting from a skin test, yep. because they wouldn't, right? They wouldn't. They wouldn't they're convinced something's wrong and they're being told they're not so if you're out there and you think you might have an allergy it could be fpies you should probably look into it (laughs) yeah but anyway well thank you so much candace for coming out uh i appreciate it i think that there's probably a lot of other families or parents that are in a similar boat or maybe they're in that first stage of kind of feeling like they're drowning a little bit because Mm -hmm. it's extremely overwhelming and i think that having you on and having you talk about it and just showing that you know how far you've come in your process and how you're now here in a place where you're not only taking care of them and their needs but you're also taking care of yourself I think that's like a crazy awesome example to what you know just like the human spirit and resilience and how important it is to you know take care of yourself no matter what's going on so I think that this is a little glimmer of hope for people maybe that are in our are in the beginning stages and maybe having trouble trying to figure out where where they're headed but I think maybe if they follow you on Instagram because <laughs> I know even some days I've been like eh, and then I you post something about like how you have your your like juice that you drink that like that kind of it's healthy but it yeah. kind of gives you a boost I'm yeah. like oh Candace got up <laughs> like, Candace got up and did it so I can't make any excuses I gotta do it but anyway thank you so much for coming um it was great talking to you I hope it was even maybe a little therapeutic for you to absolutely get some things off your yeah. chest yeah share and and again just um 
anyone that's listening, you know, if, if you have allergies in your kids' schools or, you know, you, you hear a parent talking about allergies, you know, uh, let's start taking this a little bit more seriously maybe Absolutely. and um, being a little bit more proactive and uh, just helping out our, our allergy parents, I think, in the community or in our families and yeah. showing a bit more understanding because I, I think that um, a little bit of understanding goes a long way. It does. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Thank you so much for having yeah, me. Yeah, I'm so glad you came. Hey. I know we were supposed to do it a few days ago. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, we had a child... Uh, illness come into the picture which is yep. life that's life yep. <laughs> um but we took care of it and now we're here but i'm just so i'm so thankful that you came and uh i can't wait for people to hear a little bit about your story and hopefully be influenced by it yeah yeah that's what i hope for great yeah well have a great day you too. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye